Hello, and welcome to Flex Cortex. I will be one of your hosts, Tanner. I am a uh, Bachelor's of Science in Nursing degree holder and a graduate nurse at this time. Uh, and I am joined by my co-host, Bryce. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Bryce. I'm a certified personal trainer. I went to the NATE PFT program, so that's a two-year diploma. And I have my CSEP CPT. Very, very qualified. Yeah, not bad, I guess, eh? <laughs> Fake it till <laughs> so, you make uh, it. Uh, tell us a little bit how you got into uh, fitness and kind of uh, what made you passionate about fitness. Well, uh, I started to get into fitness probably about seven to eight years ago. Um, it's actually been a long time now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, but I first got into it when my uncle was asking if we wanted some equipment. Um, at the time, I was... A little bit unsure. I hadn't really done too, too much at that point. Um, I was brand new. I just done some sports. Um, so I figured, why not? Let's let's grab some equipment and try it out. Um, we took that stuff home. And then I started doing some home workouts. So I actually pulled out from the old archives here, the Swoley Bible, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have uh, I have some stuff from Janu- from sorry October of 2012. And, uh, wow. yeah, so it's a, it's a long time, right? Um, I, my dad kind of helped me, helped me figure everything out and, uh, kind of steer me in the right direction at that point in time. But, um, I'm very thankful that he was able to help me and give me some of the tools that I needed to at least get into it. Right. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, even here, just look at the, uh, we'll look at the cringe for a second. I got <laughs> s- some, some 10 pound dumbbell arnold press and i got 40 reps so that's some serious muscular endurance right there yeah uh, exactly you're really uh, pushing it to the max yeah and then the second set was uh, 35 reps and the third set was 25 and then the fourth set was 20 so um yeah and it sounds as cringy as it is it's just some pieces of paper stapled together so (laughs) (laughs) so like my question here for that is did you have any weights bigger than 10 pounds? Or? <laughs> I, I think that uh, I just thought that I could only do 10 pounds, but I think obviously I could do more than 10 pounds. But I, I, You know what? I think that's a very fair uh, fitness assessment of your past self. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to have this stuff to look back at it, and I'm glad that I kept track. But um, once I'd been kind of getting back on track, once I'd been working out for some time, um, I'd gotten more serious about it. I again played sports when I was younger, but I hadn't been too active as of late. So I wanted something to keep active, and I've always been like a well, my mom would say husky. I would say like larger, larger lad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, my mom was always like he's a he's a husky, healthy kid. But um, I wanted to do something to get more active and. At the time, you know, you're in high school, hormones are all over the place, and you're just wanting to, like, look better for... You don't say it out loud, but it's for girls. Like, let's be real. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> that that is the only reason uh, a lot of people... If, if it's not for sports performance, it is for uh, <laughs> looking good. Yeah. For, for, for the ladies. For looking good shirtless. For the guys. For look, yeah, whichever, whichever your preference is, right? It's 2021. We don't discriminate yeah. around here. <laughs> exactly. This yeah. is a LGBTQ safe space. There you go. There you go. Um, 
And like, you know, if any of the listeners here, and it's very likely follow you on Instagram, they'll see that you're uh, a pretty jacked dude. Like you're, <laughs> you're a power lifter and it's pretty evident uh, that's the case. Um, so did that programming from back in 2012 get you to there? Or, uh, <laughs> did it take a little bit more specialized uh, uh, training? Um, I would definitely say at the time, just training itself was really good just to kind of get a foot in the door and build those habits. But I would, if I could redo it again, I would probably hire a trainer from the start. Um, I think it would have saved me a lot of time and being a trainer now, I can see the benefit of having one. Um, I actually do have a coach, um, at smart lifts, Shane Martin. He does a lot of my programming for me and he sends all of my blocks via email. And, um, I find that that saves me a lot of time and he's obviously a really good coach. Um, I think that there's lots that you can take from other fitness professionals in the industry that have more experience than you, and that'll make you a better professional overall. So if I could, again, redo it, I would probably get a trainer or get a coach from the start. But I mean, I did kind of just wing it in a sense for probably about a year and a half to two years before I took things more seriously in a sense. But bodyblend.com was my trainer, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of us... Uh even i guess nowadays i think it's less common but i know a lot of uh people our age uh in the 24 to like 30 range use bodybuilding.com like religiously oh yeah uh back in the day for like training programs and stuff yeah um and you know what it it, it wasn't all that bad there's some really um good uh free programs on there um i mean they're not tailored and they might not get you to your goals necessarily but honestly any start in fitness uh, just from like a healthcare standpoint is such a great thing. It doesn't matter if it's not maybe the best, as long as you're being safe and that you're getting active. I think that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I would say that just the fact that you're able to use those resources available to you and build those habits from the start is really good. And that's what I would have to thank bodyblend.com for if anything. Right. Um, yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> no, 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 not sponsored at all. <laughs> not an ad. <laughs> Not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they have a lot of stuff that you can pay for now, if I'm mistaken or if I'm correct. I'm not, I'm not sure, which has changed quite a bit because I do remember before they had a lot of free content, which made it more appealing for a lot of people. Yeah. I remember it being mostly free. And honestly, I haven't, I probably haven't been on the site for over a year now. Yeah. Um, and like, <clears throat> maybe maybe it really is good stuff on there still i'm not too sure um and like part of the problem is uh and it, it was a problem back way back when with all the free content too was like the bro science of it yeah like, totally. um, <laughs> there there are a lot of uh unjustified claims like with no research or evidence backing it up yeah. and like it could be really hard to navigate some of those forms without having the correct medical and anatomical knowledge oh absolutely yeah uh, that both of us uh have now so uh i do i do give that little warning uh for anyone who wants to just get any program online that please consult with a medical professional uh your gp or family practitioner uh before starting any new program yeah uh, if it is to a fitness level that you haven't previously done uh and even better is uh pairing that with an assessment from a pft uh, personal fitness trainer yeah. I, I definitely think it's really beneficial to get a health screen or an assessment done before you start just to see 
what your levels are at. So like your systolic, diastolic, obviously you'd know a ton about that. Um, and then blood work, I would say too, is a good place to start. Just so that way yeah. you have a good idea of where your starting point is and then get it monitored every six months or a year, I think is what they typically say, right? Yeah, I- exactly. Uh, get your yearly physical. Uh, and obviously your uh, health screenings would be more often depending if you have like high blood pressure. So that'd be your diastolic, systolic numbers. Yeah. Um, and like other blood work, including cholesterol, stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I uh, Like with anything though, I would say... The biggest thing you got to be careful of in the industry now is that it's very heavily polluted. Um, I would say with a mixture of good and bad content. So it's kind of hard to see what's good and what isn't now. I would say whenever you're looking at new articles or new research, look at qualifications and credentials. Make sure that your reading is actually researched and make sure that they actually have some sort of schooling to back it up. Um, like we'd mentioned before, you can't be going off bro science <laughs> because that's, yeah, that's exactly. typically just like a bodybuilding.com forum of what worked for one person when everybody's different and we need individualized programs for everyone. Right. Yeah. And like the, um, evidence-based like hierarchy almost, uh, like your anecdotal is probably the weakest form of evidence. Then you go off of like expert opinion, which is also still a pretty weak form of evidence overall uh what you're really wanting to look for is that cited research uh or that it's from a reliable source so the credentials can really help there but like things like uh, webmd are usually well sourced um and your other uh reliable sites like the uh, a lot of government organizations will have uh good stuff like the uh world health organization or your local government for health um but yeah, that credentials, especially on a lot of those like blog areas and those areas more focused on fitness, uh, look for the credentials in any studied resources. And that's going to be like a huge help to see if it's worth its merit. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing that people tend to make a mistake of just getting into working out. But again, yeah. just looking at a study we mentioned before, just being able to create those habits is amazing. And if you're already able to maintain that routine and if you already have those habits built, it's going to be so much easier once you actually start with like a PT or a coach, right? Because you're not trying to create that habit then. And like, you know, honestly, we'll we'll give a, a free recommendation here, which is like, if you really want to be safe, one of the safest things you can do is if you're able to walk um, or anyone who has a disability where they can still move though, uh, uh, with their physical body, any kind of those basic forms that you do every day, just go for like an hour walk. If that's what your ability is. Uh, if you can't walk for an hour, you can only walk for five or 10 minutes, just do that. And that is going to be one of the safest things you can do to start. Um, and then after consultation with a physician or a nurse practitioner or PFT, uh, what you can do is you can start in- implementing some more of the, uh, I don't want to say dangerous because it's not dangerous, but you definitely need proper technique to do your things like squatting, bench press, your weight training, yeah, um, stuff like that, right? Stuff that'll provide more meta- metabolic stress on the body. Exactly. And like strength training and cardio, are, um, they, we, they, we both categorize them under exercise, but they, they do, do totally different things for the actual science of it, yeah. um, as, uh, as we'll get into in later episodes. Uh, and speaking of, let's uh, kind of talk about what will be covered in this series. Um, 
one of the big things that we're going to aim to cover is fitness, as you probably have uh, discovered by listening for the last uh, 10 minutes here. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to actually go through a fitness program for the first few episodes, probably like six to 12 episodes are going to just be focused on what it's like going through a program, uh, d- nutrition, health, uh, things to look out for, lifestyle changes. Um, and one of the cool ways we're going to tie into this is actually uh, doing a training program for me because I uh, have gotten a little overweight from uh, university and have like pff, uh, a very measly like 60 pounds to lose. Uh and one of the ways that I'm going to achieve that is by consulting with a physician and Bryce. And uh, actually, in the next episode, Bryce is going to take us through kind of a training program uh, and assessment uh, that he'll actually be uh, doing for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be covering the assessments I would be doing with a new client, um, how I will build the stru- build the program based off of that, and um, some lifestyle habits that I encourage clients to take and start doing um, with starting a new program. Um, and then just some other lifestyle habits that are easy to integrate too, just so that way you're able to change your lifestyle for the better overall. And uh, what kind of, uh, just to be like super brief for a brief overview, mm. uh, which that was not a brief statement at all. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, like what kind of general lifestyle changes are you talking about here? Um, one of the biggest things is one thing that you mentioned before, um, just trying to get your steps in. Um, I would say that's one of the easiest ones too. It's, um, low impact and you can, you know, do it on a treadmill. You can go outside as long as obviously weather is good where you live and not, uh, walk in freezer like most places in Canada. Um, but yeah, it is minus 30 today. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that and I would say when it comes to nutrition, again, I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian, but watching your portions, um, controlling portion sizes um, and not cutting whole food groups out. Um, I would say more or less like we'll talk about it next time. Um, getting a good idea of where your calories are at and going from there. Um but again, if you really want something uh, structured to you, a diet plan is always a great option as well. I would say that's probably going to be giving you the best results for sure, doing that. Yeah. And like uh, for uh, any Canadians or other uh, people from socialized uh, healthcare uh, countries, uh, which is most countries other than the United States, sorry, any U.S. listeners, um, you can actually go to your um, general practitioner, be it nurse practitioner or uh, physician. And generally speaking, they will be able to reach out to a registered dietitian and uh, they can kind of go through some different uh, nutrition advice for you. But you can also get a, uh, I, I, I don't, a meal plan uh, from uh, PFTs also. It's mm-hmm. not specific nutritional advice per se, but it yeah. can be a general uh, meal plan for what you could possibly eat um, non-medically yeah. though if is that correct like i'm not too sure on that uh yeah so with ccep i'm not sure how other certifications are um we are allowed to give nutrition advice and recommendations so we can give suggestions as to food groups if somebody's wanting to substitute in new foods 
Um, we can give suggestions as to recommended calories um, or apps to use. A good one I would say is MyFitnessPal. Um, and then we talk about macros and micros because we learn about all of that in school as well. But again, we don't have the qualifications. Um, it's out of our scope to give diet plans unless you've done further education for nutrition. Right. That that would see very useful to uh, have that information because uh, I I wasn't too sure what the correct nomenclature was uh, or wording. Yeah. I'm like that was uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm in a similar boat as a uh, graduate nurse um, under my licensing from the college. Uh, we technically do have nutrition in our scope, but. Um, one of the big things in nursing is the scope is so broad that one of the recommendations from the college is to refer to the more specialized uh, professions, which would include a registered dietitian, uh, generally speaking. Uh, we, we work in a pinch, but they are a lot more qualified and can give a lot more specific uh, advice. Uh, I mean, they have immense training in, in just nutrition, whereas our both our trainings uh, are a lot more broad, uh, yeah. so to speak, when it comes to nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nutrition for us isn't our niche, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, we'll kind of still explore that. Um, we'll still talk about diet, nutrition, kind of what the game plan is, um, and go through that in the next few episodes. Uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, so yeah, with the with the next episode, we're going to be covering, like I said, assessments. Um, we're going to be going through your current nutrition, um, ways that we can track your calories, and um, ways that we can implement in activity without having to, I guess, actually be more active. So I guess a good example of this would be taking the stairs versus taking the elevator, um, parking further away at like a grocery store, um, and then obviously, you know, if you can, an activity tracker is always good just to see what you're getting at for steps in a day um, and kind of giving yourself a base guideline for how many steps you'd like to be able to target and hit. Um, apart from that, nothing too specific yet. We'll probably get more into the foundations of a program uh, for that following episode, I'd say. Perfect. Um, do you want to quickly plug your Instagram? Okay, yeah, yeah. So the best place to find me the most time active is at Body by Bryce or at underscore Body by Bryce. Sorry, um, that's where I post most of my content, and um, definitely anything fitness and health related is on there for sure. Perfect, and uh, I think that will be where uh, if any progress pictures are posted, they might be there depending on when you're watching these. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably wait closer to the end. Um, and I might be doing it uh, a little bit more regularly on my account, um, but my account's private, so uh, sucks yeah. to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably do monthly updates. That's kind of what um, I, w I would think would be the best option there just to keep track of your progress and everything. Perfect. I, w what's the uh, saying again? It's like, one month until you notice changes in your body and then like two months when you're close uh people close to you notice and then three months for like strangers or what is it 
Uh, I think you're. I think you're on the right track. I think it's something like that. Yeah, because yeah, you, it's, it's yeah. generally in that area. I think because you usually don't see the changes in yourself that often because you see yourself in the mirror every day. So yeah. So I might have flipped some of those. It might be the actual like strangers and then you or. We, I don't know. We, we might have totally butchered it. We might have totally. Yeah, we just... we might have butchered that. Maybe don't uh, uh, take that lesson away from this uh, podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> all but right. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, uh, Bryce. Uh, and thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, probably just our moms for this first episode, but. That's uh, okay. That's okay. Moms are number one fans. Moms. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> shout out all to right. our moms, eh? Yeah. Shout out to our moms. All right, thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thanks, guys.